Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Big Mo, and it is my honor to welcome you to the hardest hitting, full of ranting, most entertaining show in the world. This is the Dave Van Aken What's up, guys? Dave Van Alken here, the Dave Van Alken Show, podcast and recording 175. Guys, it's Wednesday, February 22nd. I love it. I love round numbers. I don't know why I've always been like that. Number one, 100, 175. This is cool. A packed show, guys. We have Caitlin Neal coming on the anchor of the show. First time ever talking to her. Uh, She's fighting this Friday, Orlando, Florida, PFL Challenger Series for the female flyweights for the PFL. We had a really cool talk. We go for 15 minutes. Uh, We talk about a lot of of female flyweight action. Um, How about Aaron Blanchfield? Uh, Teatro Soros is back this weekend. Soros. And then uh, two weeks from now, around 10 days, right? Valentina Shashenko, Alexa Grasso is in there. So we go a lot there. Uh, of course, we talk about her journey. So, so much there. But guys, we have breaking news. We have a huge heavyweight main event, Sergey Pavlovich and Curtis Blades. I'm going to give you my three minutes on that. And then, of course, I haven't talked about it. Aaron Blanchfield uh, de- defeated Jessica Andrade. I know the, our boys Blake and Jonathan killed it on the post-fight show, but I haven't gave my two 30-minute thoughts, so I will do that coming up in one minute. But let me just clean up some stuff real quick. Guys, uh, we have an, um, a really cool, fun Fight Bananas announcement. If you guys listen to it, it's probably out on all of our social platforms already. Uh, we add a new team member to the team, and I love it. I love building. I love... Um, you know, get in a team. It's like, you know, you want, we want a quarterback. We want a defensive end. We want a running back. And we add someone, um, you know, I guess here's a little hint. She is a phenomenal up and coming MMA content creator, podcaster. She's going to have her own show here, weekly podcast here under the Fight Bananas banner. A lot of really cool things. She commentates. She's in stud. She's been on Fight Bananas before, but now she's all in. Like we're, we're, we're really going to do some really big things together in the near, near future. Um, also guys, quick shout outs, uh, Gorilla Warfare, man, Gorilla Warfare apparel, go check them out right now. They have a 10% uh, combat code right now. I think it's just combat. Just go on their website, Gorilla Warfare apparel. They have some sick hats. They just sent me a T I'm going to be wearing it this Friday, supporting the brand, uh, Friday for the PFL. Uh, some really sick merch guys, Gorilla Warfare apparel. I think the code is combat for 10% off. And then, of course, our family with the MMA Shark. Shout out to Paul, the MMA Shark. Guys, we have a really nice card, UFC Vegas 70. couple key matchups. And then that's it. We are, like, we're off. Rocket ship type of stuff, guys. March 4th, uh, Jones versus Gone. The whole March is absolutely bananas. We have Vera and Sanhagen. Uh, Peter Yan versus Marab. Guys, and then we have on the 16th, we got Leon Edwards and Usman, the trilogy. How about Gaethje and, and Rafael Fasiv on it? You got to sign up today. Subscribe to the MMA Shark. Put in that promo code 2023BANANAS. I believe that's going to get you 25% off. Maybe 50% off. Put it in right now, guys. Put in the promo code 2023BANANAS at the MMAshark.com. All right. There we go. We did it. It's Wednesday. Great day of the week. I love Wednesdays. 
Um, a lot of good stuff, especially on the home side. Guys, we're back in T-ball season. You know, I'm coaching T-ball tonight, so I can't wait. I'm going to end this podcast, head to the baseball fields. I'll be out there in Orlando Friday for the PFL. Um, guys, how about April 1st? Milwaukee game bread boxing promotions for going to be an absolute sick card. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster, so make sure you do that. All right, we cleaned up. We got a new team member. We shouted out Guerrilla Warfare and the MMA Shark. A ton of content. Sergey Pavlovich and Blades. Aaron Blanchfield wins. And the anchor of the show, our good friend, Caitlin Neal. Like always, guys, let's go! Dave Van Auken is here. Hey! Huge, huge news fight announcement. In the heavyweight division, uh, Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades was just announced. Number three on the rankings versus number four in the rankings. Uh, I looked it up. Guys, Sergey 17 and one. Curtis is 17 and three. Three losses from Curtis, right? Two from Francis. One, he got caught by Derek Lewis. Uh, he was a big favorite in that fight. So we know these are two top high-level guys. And when I love this main event. One, love that it's a main event. I love it right off the bat. They don't even tease you with any other fights. April 22nd. Headline, Sergey versus Curtis. Boom, we're going with that. And then this is, you know, the elephant in the room. This is 100%, at least to me, the number one contendership for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Regardless of what we see on March 4th at UFC 285 between John Jones and Cyril Gunn, the winner of that fight, if it's Jones, awesome. If it's gone, like there's no way. It's gone versus Curtis or it's gone versus Sergey. Like this is happening. This is like a little round robin. There's four guys. Four dominant guys. And I'm just throwing this out there. I know, uh, I, I think Curtis Blades is probably one of the most underrated, maybe one of the most underappreciated fighters in the UFC roster. But let me just throw this out there, this little kind of timeline. Jones beats Cyril Gon and Sergey. You know, he's on a five-fight win streak. His only loss was his first UFC fight. And I hear it all the time. The jitters of the first time in the UFC is a real thing. Against Alistair Overeem, you know, an all-time heavyweight great. Five straight wins. He's finishing everyone in the first round. What happened if Sergey comes out and just, you know, walks through Curtis Blades, connects, a minute knockout? Like, tell me that buildup between Sergey Pavlovich, this, you know, Drago type of character versus John Jones, who just came back to get his uh, heavyweight championship. That would be one of the biggest fights in UFC heavyweight history. Like, especially if those two things happen. You know, a lot of different things can happen. I like Curtis versus Jones a lot. That's very cool. Gone versus Sergey. A lot of great stuff is going to happen. But, guys, the fight announcements just happened. Uh, April 22nd, Sergey Pavlovich, number three versus number four, Curtis uh, Razorblades. I think Steve goes on the back burner. I, I, I know he's, he wants to fight the winner in July, and they might go that route. I think it would be unfair of these two absolute monsters. Uh, great winning streaks. Uh, mainstays in the heavyweight division. The guys that are really making the heavyweight division go and go and go and keep building up. Uh, these guys deserve the next shot. Winner of this fight, Sergey Pavlovich, Curtis, uh, Curtis Blades, April 22nd. The winner fights for the heavyweight championship of the world next. Am I wrong? Tell me if I'm wrong. <music> Topic I definitely want to talk about, want to give three, four, five minutes here, is about what we just saw this past Saturday night in the main event of UFC Vegas 69. With Aaron Blanchfield's um, tremendous win, impactful win, what if not the biggest win of her career and probably for the foreseeable future, right? This was a 
bona fide future Hall of Famer Jessica Andrade. I know she took the fight in short notice, but guys, when you defeat, when you get that uh that green stripe on Jessica Andrade, uh, you have done something humongous. It, it, it's a really really big win. And now, on hindsight, where I want to get into, even us here at uh, Fight Bananas, our Wednesday show, our Bet and Bananas, Ryan Quinn and L had a bet on who was going to win. Aaron Blanchfield and Jessica Andrade. Going into this fight, guys, Aaron Blanchfield was the underdog. And now it's been three, four days since the fight. And all I've been hearing is that, man, Aaron was the future. I can't believe people thought Jessica was going to win. So on, so on, and so on. Just the so pro Aaron Blanchfield, um, you know, momentum, which she absolutely deserves. But to, I just want to kind of go with this here for a second. To totally discount Jessica Andrade and everything she's done for her career and all the great performances she's done, it was a test. That was a fight. That was a coin toss. Las Vegas had Jessica Andrade as the favorite for a reason. And until you see, and I, I think the two perfect examples is like a Hazmat Chemayev and a Sugar Sean O'Malley. Within the last year, we saw Chemayev step up to fight Burns. I know he's the favorite and the heavy favorite. But until you see them, uh, these up-and-comers, these, you know, future champions in the eyes of the UFC with Aaron Blanchfield, Sean O'Malley, and uh, Hazmat Chemaev. Until you guys see it, guys like Jamal Hill, until you guys see that moment, it, I think it's absolutely fair to be questioned. It's absolutely fair to see, guys, is this too big of a step up? I think that's a fair question. Some of these guys, guys or girls, do. They, they, they perform immensely. And they succeed in that step up, Chemayev, Hill, and O'Malley. But guys, we have seen multiple times, and you know, I don't want to berate on so many, but we have seen guys and girls, a Macy Barber to be exact, fail when they go against a higher level competition. So everyone that's on this, oh, we all knew Aaron was going to win and Justin Andrade is overrated. To me, that's just hindsight. That is a Monday morning quarterback, whatever cliche you want to put in there. Guys, Aaron is a stud. Aaron is a monster. I thought she looked phenomenal. She impressed me. I, I thought her first round was great. I know the second round, she got the stoppage victory. I thought we all knew if she was going to grapple and get on her back, that was probably going to happen. I was more impressed with the first round. She was in a dog four and a half minute stand-up fight with Jessica Andrade. And I can argue, I thought she won the first round. The pressure, just the ample amount of strikes, the different amount of strikes. She's not just throwing an overhand right. I felt like Jessica was just countering with big punches. She was hidden. She was landed. And you know me, guys. I love Jessica Andrade. I love watching her fight. Cannot wait to see her next opponent. But Aaron Blanchfield put on the show. She deserves the win. She deserves the accolades. I just don't want us. We do this so much. It's so black and white, especially in MMA, because I know we got a winner and a loser. But sometimes both fighters win. Sometimes it's both for both careers. And I just don't want to be... So negative right now, Jessica Andrade. And I've been hearing that for the last two, three days on different, multiple different platforms and podcasts. And hey, what's next? Is she over the hill? She's got no more title run. Guys, Jessica Andrade can win a championship in the strawweight or the flyweight championship within 24 months. I still feel that damn confident about her. But right now, we, we are in the Aaron Blanchfield era. I cannot wait. Her next fight has to be for the championship. Uh, it is Shevchenko or Grasso. Even if Grasso wins, like this is... I love Valentina. She is a bona fide herself, Hall of Famer. I can argue she's the pound-for-pound pound best female fighter in the world today. But wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it just be like, hey, a flyweight championship in July, Grasso versus Blanchfield? We didn't think we would uh, predict that. 
But we're on that um, that that road right now. Blanchfield for the championship, the summer of 2023. All right. Dave Van Auken here, the Dave Van Auken Show. Uh, PFL Flyway, that's going to be cool. Definitely going to be interested to talk to you about that. Caitlin Neal, how are you, Caitlin? First time talking to you. Uh, I'm awesome. Just about to start cutting weight here. So I'm feeling good right now, but in a couple hours, I probably won't be. There we go. The funnest part of everything, right? So no no food talk. That's not going to be one of my questions. No dessert talk. Okay, I got you. Well, well do you know, I actually like doing that. Like, I'll just watch Food Network and okay. imagine myself eating food. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, so much to get into. So little time. First of all, um, how cool is it? Uh, PFL, you know, a huge, huge promotion. This is the inception of the female flyweight division. Uh, they're really putting you guys on a pedestal, especially this week. I've been seeing their socials. They're really pushing it hard. How does it to be like a part of this inception for the PFL flyweights? Um, I love it. I feel like it's like a part of like history in the making. I mean, we're developing the 125 pound weight class and I think it's been so fun so far. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued. Have you watched the first weeks, uh, the first one through four of the PFL Challenger series? And if you had, does it do anything different? Have you noticed something that the judges like or don't like? Have you kind of been paying attention? Honestly, I haven't been watching it super close. Okay. Um, I watched one of my friends' fights, but that's about it. Um, but I kind of just like to stay in my lane, stay focused, and not sure. worry too much about like what's going on on the outside and just focus on what I got to do in the cage and get it done. Right. And like I would assume, I know this is such a like um, generic question, you probably hear it crazy, but... On this kind of type of show, when there's judges and celebrity judges and fan vote judges, does that change anything for you? Do you think you have to get a finish or be more impressive or you just can't? You just have to go in there and do what you do and let bygones be bygones and just try to win a fight. I mean, I'm never going into a fight being like, yeah, I want us to go to decisions. So. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I, of course, I'm going to go in there trying to get a finish, um, but also I want to like win the hearts of the judges and the fans and get those votes, yeah. you know, because I want that contract. So, I mean, hopefully it all plays out how it's supposed to and I'll get a finish and people will like me and they'll vote. We'll see. For sure. You definitely are a very likable person. I've been hearing from afar. Um, tough, Bellator, even Invicta is a high level promotion. Are you ready? Are you ready? Like in life, like, okay, guys, I'm done flirting. I'm done dating. I want to be with a major promotion, six year run, multiple fight contract. Are you ready to, you know, establish yourself in one major promotion? I'm ready to settle down, get commit, <laughs> be committed. Um, <laughs> I think I've had that problem in more than one areas of my life. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I haven't like intentionally been like promotion hopping, like going to like Bellator, Invicta, LFA, uh, Ultimate Fighter and stuff. Like I wanted to find one promotion that really liked me and like wanted to like support me and like push me. And it seems like PFL is just like a perfect match for me in that way. Like they seem to really want me as much as I want them and so that's yeah. kind of like really cool and I, I like to be on that edge of it like I'm not I don't feel like I'm like disposable to them like I feel like they're like oh like we actually see value in her so I I, I feel better with the PFL I I've been saying this to death I've been doing a lot of media stuff for the PFL probably two three years now uh no other promotion in the world treats you better they they treat fighters better media members better and it's like 
just everything I've been seeing already with you on the social media platforms, like they are pushing you and really getting you out there. And like, you know how important that is, not even just the fight, like to the fight game to have promotion and, you know, a brand pushing you behind. It's so damn important. A um, couple of questions from your past going forward. I saw, you know, you debuted in MMA 2016. It is 2023. How crazy of this journey has it been? What's the, not like biggest lesson you've learned, but what is like, um, I want to say like start in 2016, you're here in 2023, you know, probably your biggest opportunity yet. How has this ride been for you as a whole? Um, I mean, it hasn't been the smoothest ride. If you like followed my career, I went one and three in my first four fights and I was like, should I even do this? I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm such a, like a, so much better fighter than what my record is showing. Sure. So I kind of just like stuck with it, made a few changes. And then, um, I went five and one in my next six fights. And so I was like, okay, good. Like I wasn't meant to quit. I wasn't meant to give up, even though like so many people probably would have given up then. So I think my biggest lesson I've learned is like how strong I am and how resilient I am. And then also like I went through like back to back knee surgeries and I was out for three years. So it's just been like a wild ride and I've like grown so much as a person through it. Every interview, I always have this permanent black marker. I got all these notes here on the side. And one of them literally is that 2017 year. Like you said, you had a quick win early in the year, but your next three did not go your way. And I had that, like what changed? What that something had to click inside the octagon or outside or training camp, personal life, something had to click or change from that, you know, the worst skid of your professional career. What was it? What was that lesson or what was that big change that you flipped? Yeah, so I got a manager, which is nice. So he yes. was like helping me with my fights. Um, and then I also, I switched something mentally in my head. I'm like, I cannot be going into these fights how I am mentally prepared. Like I was going in like scared, terrified, like worried, I don't know. Um, or maybe overly confident and like naive. I, I don't know what I was going into the fights for, um, but did you leave? No, you're good. I just made you bigger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Am I talking to myself? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I was going into the fights like naive and overlooking these girls, but I was just like getting crushed in my fights and I knew I was like so much better. And then um, eventually I found Syndicate Martial Arts in Las Vegas and I started training with them and I realized like I was not training hard enough. I was not training at the level that I needed to be to be where I wanted to be. Um, and so... I'm so glad that I was able to find like John Wood and all the Syndicates at Syndicate and they've really helped my career and my confidence in the cage. So um, I think that was like the biggest thing for me is like finding a manager, finding a really good team and a head coach that really like supported me and pushed me to that next level. For sure. Uh, as much as it is a one-on-one -on -one sport, more than probably any other sport in existence, you do. You need a team, you need a coach, you need a manager, all that stuff works together uh, going forward. Um, do you mind? I have like three flyweight questions for you, female flyweight. I know it's UFC talk, but do you mind kind of just, it's been very topical. Is that cool yeah. with you? Go for um, it. Last weekend, Aaron Blanchfield, dominant performance, defeated Jessica Andrade, who I'm super high on, future UFC bona fide Hall of Famer. What did you think of Aaron Blanchfield's uh, performance? Um, that was awesome. Like, I, I kind of like wasn't expecting it. I think Andrade is like a killer she's just like a beast so good um but yeah i mean that really puts aaron in the running i mean like that was kind of like a scary performance i'm like hoping that this will actually give valentina a run for her money you know very i'm gonna get to that that's coming up two <laughs> questions from now my permanent black marker uh this weekend 1359 days uh, tatiana soros is back in the octagon 
uh, to me, if not the biggest prospect in the female side in five years, seven years, absolute dominant. Uh, are you happy to see her back in the cage? What do you think of her going forward? That flyweight division is about to get beefy real quick. You got even Santos up there. You now you got Blanchfield. And now what do you think of Suarez coming back? I am a huge fan of Tatiana Suarez um, ever since like the Ultimate Fighter. And I've kind of seen her in and out of the PI because since I'm in Vegas, I'll sure. pop in every once in a while. And she's like so nice. She's like rehabbing injuries and whatnot. So that was always like a bummer for her because I know I know personally what it's like to have to go through knee surgeries and stuff like that. Um, but I I am like really excited for her to get back in the cage and see what she can do because she is just a killer in there and she's very dominant. And so I think, yeah, I mean, I'm just like way excited for her. Likewise. Uh, you already mentioned her name. Two weeks from now, the UFC flyweight female championship, Valentina Vyshenko, Alexander Grasso. Seems like everyone is overlooking Grasso for sure right now, especially with the uh, the influx of Aaron and Santos. They're all kind of saying what's next. And even with Tantiana fighting, do you think Grasso has a shot? Do you think it's Valentina's fight for sure? Uh, she is definitely, uh, you know, if not the best female fighter on this planet. What do you think of that fight coming up in two weeks? I think Amanda Nunes is the best human. Okay, I love world. that. I, 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 I don't disagree with that. Don't disagree. Amanda's my girl. But yeah, um, yeah. no, so I think uh, Grasso, I mean, it's MMA. Anything can happen at any time. Yeah. You never know. You can never count someone out. And if Valentina overlooks her, there's very much like a chance that she can take it from her. Um, however, I, I just don't see that happening. If Valentina shows up on her end game, she destroys Grosso. Um, and then hopefully Aaron fights her for the title. There you go. All right. All right. Five fun questions. Nothing to do with MMA. Just people to know Caitlin Moore. You ready? All right. All right. First one. What's your all-time favorite movie? All-time favorite movie. Oh, gosh. So I don't... A funny fact about me is I don't watch movies more than once. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to say, like, probably Hot Rod. I've watched that maybe the most. Andy Samberg, Hot Rod. Yep. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. I, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Oh, uh, Utah. The more I travel around, the more Utah's yeah. home to me, which I, like, growing up, I'm like, I want to get out of here. This is the worst. But the more I travel around, the more I'm like, mm, I love it. Right, right. Uh, do you have a hidden talent or skill? Hidden talent or skill? Um, I, <laughs> I'm a great online shopper. I don't know. <laughs> if you get something found and purchased online, I will find right. it. That <laughs> Amazon app. It's good. I get it. I get it for sure. Um, what was your first job outside of MMA? Um, my first job ever was like yep. 15 years old, I was working at a car wash because my friend found out that we could work at 15 years old and we were like, sweet. So we signed up for the summer, made a bunch of money. Like it was a lot of money for us. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like, I think we just bought food and like clothes at the mall with it. I, I was just going to say my first job, like literally my first check, I literally went to 7-Eleven, just bought like $123 worth of candy. Like that's what you did as a kid when you got your first job. So I'm with you. Uh, last question for you, Caitlin. Uh, if you can have dinner with two people dead or alive, who do you go to eat with? Um, that is a great... No pressure. No worries. <laughs> oh, no. This is a really put on the spot. Um, dead or alive? There... Mm. I'm trying to think of who I even... I mean, I'm going to have to go with uh, Zach Efron. <laughs> 
can. That's a good one. Let's see who else. I don't know. Uh, there's there's no one I really like. And thinking about. <laughs> All, all your other uh, girlfriends are going to be so upset. They're like, what? Not me with Zach Efron? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like a training partner. But no. Okay. So, hey, you want a one-on-one -on -one dinner with Zach? That, I, yeah. I, I yeah. Everyone else is out. Sorry. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Awesome. Caitlin, I cannot wait. I will be there personally Friday night, Orlando, Florida, PFL Challenger Series week five. Um, Caitlin, best to go to you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thank you. Awesome. You Have later. a good day.